0: Good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. Amen. Uh, I cannot think of a better place to be than in the house of the Lord. Uh, we, we're still in Galatians tonight, first chapter. i uh, uh, give you a thought tonight. Uh, that the world is uh, trying to uh, push it away. And the world, you know, everybody has their own idea of what Christianity is. There are some denominations have their idea of what Christianity, what salvation is. The world has this idea of what salvation is. But can I tell you? There's only one true gospel. There's only one salvation. And that is Jesus Christ. There ain't no other. There ain't no other. In Galatians chapter 1, verse number 6, Paul said, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you under the grace of Christ unto the another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we and or any other angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. And as we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you that you may have received, let him be accursed. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I seek to please men, I should not be a servant of Christ. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel of which was preached of me is not after men, for I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it by, neither was I taught it but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, we thank you tonight. Lord, we just ask you to be with us. Help us what we need to do, Lord, and and help us draw closer to you in these days that we live in. Father, we'll praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Last week we talked about uh, there was some trouble being stirred in Galatia, around the churches around Galatia, uh, there was those that came in behind Paul. Paul had went in and and uh, preached the doctrine, and Paul went in and and set the foundation for the building of the church to get everybody to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. But there were those that came behind him and and kind of stirred some stuff up. They try to add to the uh, the gospel that p- Paul preached to them. Paul's writing to the churches in response of that trouble that they were going into. Because that brought them, the the false doctrine came into play there. There's only one true gospel. It's not a coincidence that these seven verses, Paul mentions the word gospel. Paul's full intention in the book of Galatians was laid out total sufficient of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And at the same time rebuking any variation of the gospel that may add to good news, of the Christ come to save men from their sins. Paul's letting them know that we must get the gospel right. Uh, Can I tell you tonight that we must get the gospel right? We have to get the message right of the gospel. If we don't get the message of the gospel right, everything else we try to do, everything we try to do as a church, it will stumble and fall. Like the pillars of the buildings, that everything rests on those pillars, and all the weight of the building is rested on those pillars. If it, if it has a flaw, if it has a crack in that pillar, it, sooner or later everything's going to fall. And that's what Paul's trying to tell him. I've set the foundation, I built the pillars, and, and now there's co- people coming in that's preaching that false doctrine. If you don't get the gospel right, then your doctrine is wrong. If you don't get the gospel right, then our, our teaching is wrong. Our, our preaching will be wrong. We, we don't talk about the saving grace. We, don't take, we take it out of context. Then everything we do will be wrong if we don't get the gospel right, Paul says. If we don't get the gospel right, then our worship is wrong. If we're adding works to salvation or something else to uh, salvation, then we are, uh, who are we worshiping then? Is, is it something that we do in ourselves that we come to worship? Uh, we worship in the flesh when we add stuff to salvation. Then we start worshiping our own abilities. Paul was trying to straighten them out. Paul wanted them to see that you, 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 you see these false teachers, these Judaizers come in there and, and laid out some uh, false doctrine. Uh, I, I, know, I, I see why Paul is so adamant about preaching and, and proclaiming the gospel because it is the truth. In these verses, Paul tells them over and over there is only one God, true gospel and Paul understands everything is a state, uh, a fellowship, mission, everything that they do, doctrine, worship, everything that we do, it is all depending on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Then he said, I must truly defend the true gospel of Jesus Christ. God sent in his son to a fallen world born of a virgin. Died, a, lived a sinless life, died upon the cross and buried and raised on the third day. That, that is the gospel message and you don't need to add anything to that. Paul wanted them to understand it is Jesus Christ. What is uh, 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 faith alone, uh, grace alone in Jesus Christ alone. He said you cannot add to that. But there is those who come in behind Paul and try to, uh, invalidate Paul, the man, invalidate Paul, the, the message that Paul preached them. And because of that, he said in verse 6, I, I marveled that you're so, so soon removed. He, he says, I I, I stand in amaze. I'm shocked that it just so st- to, I preached the gospel and, and, and told you the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm, I stand in amazement and shock that you're so easily removed from that. We have church people, religious people today that have identified with Christ, but yet they still feel like as though they have to keep everything perfect, everything has to be set. Everything has to be within themselves. They're living in the flesh in order to satisfy God. That is the message of the Judaizers. They were telling them, you you, you can have faith, you can have grace, you can have Jesus, but also there must be some works added to that. They they said, you must be circumcised. There had to be some work added. Add it to salvation. Paul says, no, you've got it wrong. There's only one true gospel, and that is Jesus Christ, bar nothing else. Of course, you know, they said Paul was crazy. Paul was trying to build up his own uh, uh, following. Paul was trying to set himself up. And Paul was going to preach it because Paul wanted the Gentiles and looked good in the eyes of the Gentiles. we get the gospel wrong, then we get everything wrong. Paul talks about having some external holiness, and we should have some external holiness. The Bible says present your body as a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God. Paul talks about uh, uh, coming out from among them and being separated, said the Lord. Paul talks about putting on the new man. He said there should be some external uh, holiness about you, but the inside will ought to be sanctified in Jesus Christ. And the outward body should be a testimony of the inward body of Jesus Christ in you. But if you're basing your salvation on how much more godly you are than the God down the road, you will fall short every time. We have missed salvation altogether. He says, hey, you you got this picture wrong. He said, Paul said, the law can't save you. Circumcision can't save you. The works of the flesh cannot save you. Only faith in Christ can save us. And anything outside of that, anything that you try to add to that is a perversion to the gospel of Jesus Christ. I know we don't like scales. Amen. But you know what a scale does? A scale tells you exactly who you are. It does. A scale is going to tell you exactly who you are. It, It reveals everything about you. That's exactly what the law does. The law reveals everything about you. It, 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 it reveals everything about you. But just like that scale, you, you say, well, I, I've got a problem, so I'm going to take this scale and everywhere I'm going to go, I'm going to help, this scale is going to help me to, uh, to lose the weight I need to go. I'm going to take it with me when I go to the grocery store. I'm going to take it with me when I go to downtown. I'm going to take this scale and somehow magically, this scale is going to help me lose the weight that I need. No. Same thing with the law. The law, all thing the law is going to do is show you who you are. But that law cannot save you. That law cannot help you. It just shows you that you are a a, a, a sinner. You're a lost man. You're undone. That's the only thing the law can do. It cannot save you. And Paul was telling, hey, look, I've told you that it's Jesus Christ only. Through him can you have faith and through him you can have salvation. Don't add anything to it. The law just reveals this bondage and shackles that we're in from sin. Spiritually speaking, every man, woman, boy, child, girl gets on the scales of the law and it says unrighteous, unholy, unfit, condemned. There's not one person that has been born in this world that that can get on that that scale and says, hey, you're right, you're good. Not one person. Jesus Christ got on that scale. He's got on the scale. He he said, hey, it said righteous. It said holy. It said perfect. It said everything is in him, and that's what the scales reveal. How sinful we are, but it also reveals how Christ can save us. Paul wanted them to understand, hey, there's only one way to heaven. Paul said to all these people that come in behind me. says you have to keep the law. He asked them later on, were you saved by the law? Or was it by the Spirit of God that convicted your heart? Was it grace of God that showed you that that you're the perfect works of Calvary that can save you? So why do you think you need to keep the law to be saved? It's God's grace from the beginning to the end and anything outside of that is a false doctrine and a perversion to the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're dealing with this in churches today, some some people believe that joining a church signifies that they're holy. Some people believe that being baptized signifies as being righteous. They say, I've joined the church, so I must be saved. I've been baptized. I must be saved. Can I tell you, the guy on the cross, the thief on the cross, he was not baptized. But yet, Jesus, the day you shall be with me in paradise, he was not baptized. So that throws that right out the window. There are churches today that said you cannot receive the Spirit of God unless they lay hands on you. you got problems. My Bible says I come and repent of my sins and ask God to come in. He comes in with, and, and, and cleans everything and then he comes inside. I don't need somebody to lay hands on me to tell me I'm saved. I don't need to know how it works. I don't need to know these things. I just need Jesus Christ. And Paul was telling them that all you need is Jesus Christ. You don't need anything else. But as always, we see the opposition to the true gospel it should not surprise us that the true gospel is being assaulted and opposed all through history from the very beginning the, at the Garden of Eden Satan opposed the truth in the Old Testament the prophets won the false Men rising up. Ezekiel warned about men that rise up during the famine and speak lies. Jeremiah warned about teachers who would speak about visions of their own hearts and speak from the, not from the mouth of God. Christ said, hey, there's wheats among the tares and wolves among the shepherds and goats among the sheep. Peter talked about false teachers. John said they will go out from us but they were not of us. Jews said, for there are certain men crept in unaware. We, we see this this. It's uh, opposers of the true gospel. They're coming in and they trying to downplay the gospel. They're trying to add to the gospel. They tell, You've got to do this. They add works to the gospel and you can't do that. You've got to be this way. You've got to walk this way. you got to talk that way. You can only be saved if you dress this way. They're adding to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul said, hey, you're getting it wrong. And he was upset about it. He, he, he was aggravated about it. He said, I, I'm amazed that you were so soon removed. It's just, he said, I, was, I marveled. When Jesus uh, 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 was here on the earth and he formed miracles, they always, the, the people always said they were marveled. They hadn't seen this before. In other words, they stood around when Jesus healed somebody. They were amazed. They were shocked they had never seen this before and Paul is the same way he says I marvel I'm shocked I, I don't understand this why you're so soon removed from the gospel that saved you and you have fallen for this perversion of the gospel I marveled why you're so soon removed in all of Paul's writings he's combating false gospel false teachers Paul is not really surprised about the opposition. He, it seems like everything he comes up against is opposing the gospel of Jesus Christ. He had dealt with it his entire ministry, and, and we should understand that. We should know that we've had to deal deal with the the opposition of Jesus Christ in this world today. What Paul was surprised about because they were so, the Galatians were so easily. Embrace false doctrine. I, I, I'm amazed that some churches you go into and then the doctrine they embrace is just not in the Bible. And we see that today. Paul was not, he's not shocked he knew that there was going to be opposition. He knew uh, Satan had his people out there. He understand that. And we should understand that too, that the, this world is uh, opposing the gospel of Jesus Christ. This world opposes the churches today. But let me just say this, there's only one true gospel. And if you stick to that, regardless what the world does, you still hold the true gospel. Paul was shocked at what's going on in the church of Galatia. Have you ever heard of anything or seen anything just truly shocked you? Just, I mean, just shocked you. If you want to get shocked, go on Facebook, and you should see some things on there. I finally learned how to hide posts. I'm having to hide posts, click hide posts, because some things just people put on that Facebook that just shocks you. It's a mess. It, it shocks you so much you just don't have words to explain it. That's what Paul says, I, I'm, I'm so, I, I don't have words. That these false teachers have come in, and because they come in in everywhere, I'm not marveled because of the deceit that's going on in the generation. Christ, because Christ said it's going to happen. He's then told us it's going to He said, I'm marveled that Satan has opposed the church and put in false doctrine. And you brought into it. Imagine a church, the preacher of the gospel. Good singing. Just t- imagine the church right down the road. The preacher is preaching the gospel. He's, he's hard on the gospel. And singing, they're singing the songs of the gospel. And, and they got the ministries right. They, they got missions right. They're doing everything for God. And it seems like overnight, the whole doctrine has changed. And you just don't understand it no more. Now, I've been in churches like that. I've been through churches like that. They believe one way on one Sunday. When you go back the next Sunday, they don't believe the same way because some false teacher came in and said, no, that's not right. I've seen that happen. And we see it happen over and over. There are churches that buy into this false doctrine. Mm. Don't visit the church, but you can go online and you can look at a lot of these churches. And it will shock you. You'll be amazed at what they do, how they believe. And that's that false doctrine, the deceit that has come into the churches today. And Paul was combating it then. Paul preached against it then. And let me tell you what, we need to start preaching against false doctrine that's not of the Word of God now. He said, I don't understand why you're so soon removed from him that called you. And that, the, the, when he said that, there are those who believe that when call, Paul said that, from, from him that called you, they, they think that Paul was the one who called them. And, and certainly Paul had preached to them. Certainly Paul has laid the doctrine down to them. But they're called by the same one that called Paul. And that's God, the saving grace of God. He I said, I'm so uh, amazed that you're so easily removed that. And Romans eight thirty says, moreover, whom did predesignate them he also called, whom he called them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also also glorify. It was God who called you, it was not me. I'm just giving you the Word of God. God calls, and when God speaks to your heart, just like today, when God speaks to your heart, it's God calling you to come and get right with God. It's God moving you. It's not me. It's nothing that I can do. It's just we need to listen and be in tune to the Word of God in our life. Paul said, hey, you need to get back to where you were from the beginning. the opposition with the true gospel. Still going on today. And Paul says, not only has this removed you from me, but it's in the ministry, but the opposition has caused you to be removed from what God has said to be true in your life. Anytime you fall for false doctrine." And you know that it's outside of the Word of God. Here again, that's why I always tell you, read your Bible that you know what I'm telling you. Because if you don't understand what the Bible says, you, you may fall for some false teaching. You may fall for some false doctrine. You must know what the Bible says. And there are people today who have fallen for false doctrine because they have never sat down and took the time to read the Word of God. So I told you this morning, put the Bible in your hand and look at that Bible. Take a long look at that Bible. Those who have sacrificed their lives, given their lives in order for you to have that Bible in your hand tonight, and yet we don't read it. And That means we don't read the Word of God, we don't plant the Word of God in our hearts and minds, then we'll fall for whatever document comes by. It's not of God. Paul says, You so easily removed you, you fell for this doctrine. Paul says, You were, it removed you from me, it removed you from my ministry, and it removed you from the truth that God has spoken to your heart. And the opposition of the church does, it causes to us to be distance in our relationships with each other and with God. That's why Paul said and later in this book, he said. They have fallen from grace. It was God who called you into the grace of Christ. In grace alone, in faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone. Those have fallen from grace. Believe that they can be finalized. Believe that they are right through the works of the flesh. We see that every day. People come in, they get saved, they give their hearts to God, they, they come in and weep on the altar and get everything right, but yet when they get up, you don't see them too much longer. They've gone out in the world and they say, I'm good to go, my flesh is right. I can live a perfect life in my own self. In fact, there are those now that says, I don't even need Jesus Christ to get to heaven. They're, in fact, today they're saying uh, Christ is not the only way to Christ, uh, to heaven, but Christ is one of the ways to heaven. It's false doctrine. We live in it today, we see it today. It is prevalent everywhere we go. False doctrine, false. Do- yeah, I, you remember when the first time you seen Exmas? You remember the first time you saw that? I was shocked. I, I went at a store, and last year they had Christmas this, Christmas that. And the next day I'm at the store, and all I see is that Xmas. I said, "What is that?" They're Xing Christ out of everything in this world. They don't want him in the churches. They don't want him in the colleges. They don't. And you know what? And I believe there's some churches that actually X Christ out. They're falling for the false doctrine in this world. Verse number 7 says, which is another? But there are some that trouble you that would pervert the gospel of Christ. You know, it still amazes to me that people fall for false doctrine. Fall for false doctrine. They still buy into the false doctrine today. Just because some preacher stands up and says it's true doesn't mean it's true. We have preachers that can stand up today and use $100 words, speak great, and still not know the truth of the Word of God. They communicate perversions of the gospel. These people identify themselves with Christianity. These people say they're Christians, and yet they fall for false doctrines. Paul was saying, you need to get things right. I've come to you. I've laid the foundation. I have preached the truth. God has called you unto himself through the grace of Jesus Christ. And all of a sudden, somebody sneaks in behind and perverted the gospel. And if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we can fall prey to false teaching and false doctrine. I believe Paul was hurt. I believe he was angry. He was aggravated. Because it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. We can find people to live in the truth for years and years and years. And if one person comes along and say the right thing, they fall away. They fall away. I, I know churches have gone through... In fact, the church I left down in Florida, it's not the same no more. It's not the same. They've gone charismatic. They still keep the name out there, but buddy, when I was the last time I was there, it was amazing. It's amazing. If we're not careful, we too can fall for false doctrine. Read your Bible. Study your Bible. Get into your Word of God. If you don't have time, too much time, read three or four verses. Try to memorize those verses. Get them in your heart. Get them in your mind. Because it's the God who called us into His grace. We ought to honor Him with the words. Be true and be true to Him.